Good morning, everyone. You are listening to the award-winning program, Exceptional Women, on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, and this morning, I'm joined by a very special woman who is working to make a difference in the lives of cancer patients and their families. She is Kelly Donahue, and she is wife and mother of two who teaches kindergarten and still has time to volunteer for the Mass General North Shore Cancer Center. She visits us today to tell us about juggling her busy life, her experience with the North Shore Cancer Center, and about a special event they have coming up. Welcome, Kelly. Thank you for having me. So happy to have you. I first want to just get to know you a little bit. You're a wife, you're a mom of two, and you're a teacher in the same town you grew up in, which is Saugus. So why did you choose to stay there and why teach? Um, I chose to stay there because I went on a bunch of interviews and it was comfortable for me. I loved the town that I grew up in, and I just thought it was a way to give back to be in that town and... I chose to teach because I love children. So when I was in college, I didn't really know what I was going to be. I went through a bunch of different, sorry, um, I I had a bunch of different majors that I thought, and I went to work at a boys and girls club in Ah, the homework room, and I loved it. So. And then there it was. The rest, as they say, is history. history. So what, I mean, I always think about kindergarten kids like I always thought oh my god when my kids were that age that's a challenging age but a room full of like 20 of them that's got to be a little tough on certain days especially this time of year when they're all winding down they're ready for summer they are ready for summer but kindergarten is the best age for me to teach because they are their brains are like little sponges and they really oh. truly are there and want to learn and they think I am the queen of the kingdom I right know, to them I, I know that. everything and their minds it's just amazing what kindergarten is now versus what kindergarten used to be when I was there but I teach them how to read so I have these little kids that come to me and when we ask at the beginning of the year what your dreams and goals are and they'll say I want to learn how to read and come December they're reading and it blows their mind mm-hmm. if it never gets old it never gets And started. I feel like kindergarten is a pivotal time. It's such a crucial age because, like you said, their minds are open um, to learning all new ideas and things about everybody's religion, culture, everything. And they're learning how to read and they're learning social skills. To me, that's the biggest thing. They're learning how to present, how to get along with other kids, how to present an opinion, things like that. So that's... Accept su- others' differences. Yeah. Yes. yes. And they're very accepting. And that's why I just... I just think the littler the better for me as long yeah. as I don't have to change diapers. Exactly. Yeah. And you're past that. Yeah. But your own kids are how old? You have two. I have two. I'm eight and nine. So okay. Lily is eight and Cole is nine. Oh, so that's so those are interesting ages as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're mm-hmm. getting there anyway. Yeah. So tell me about let's like go back five years and tell okay. me about the day that you were diagnosed with cancer. Everything kind of changed that day, I'm sure, mm-hmm. for you. Bring me back and tell me about that day and and, and what happened. Um, so I got a phone call, and I was at work teaching. Yeah. Um, it was during my lunchtime, thankfully, and we I got the news that it, it this is definitely breast cancer. So I immediately ran to my parents' house that are super-duper supportive. They and here with us the now. They are, yes. they are. They come with me everywhere. I can't be <laughs> – I am so thankful and blessed that I have the family and support system that I really – I have. You sure are. I went to their house and probably just cried. I mean, of I cried. It, I was in shock. It was like utter despair. A million and 18 things went through my mind. Like, Well, I think that whenever you hear – now, no matter if you're stage – one, stage four, I don't care what kind of cancer it is. When you hear the words, yes, it's cancer, and I know because I, I, I've been there, uh, it's, 
it's you can't describe in words the feeling that comes over you because mm-hmm. you, it, it's kind of a feeling of despair and just not knowing what's to come. So that was always the hardest thing for me. Yeah. The not knowing. Me too. when I had um, a mammogram, it, nothing showed up. I found the lump myself. And luckily, I went to the doctors right away. And they said, we really don't feel anything. But we're going to send you for the mammogram. I yep. went for the mammogram. They didn't find anything. But I still said that there's something there. So you there. knew. You had a gut feeling like yes. something's not right. Yes. And, and see, that's important if you're is. a woman. I don't care what the re- test results say or the doctors say. If you still think in your heart something's not right, keep going. Right. And I keep was at going. the breast center in Danvers. Yes. Danvers MGH. And they were amazing. That same day, they said, we are going to do an ultrasound. They did the ultrasound and they said there is something there so they did a biopsy all that same day um i had no clue i was going to have all this done right I had lobsters in my car i thought oh my god i'm just going to go to market you had basket. lobsters I in did. your car i went to market basket across the street i thought i was going in for a mammogram <laughs> coming home they called my parents They're she like, had lobsters in her car yeah that yeah, is hilarious i was going home to eat the lobsters of course um and so not knowing that everything would turn on a dime right yeah and the results came back i had atypical cells but not cancer so okay. I didn't say cancer until I sent. They sent the pathology into Boston, and then they said in Boston, they said this is cancer. What do you want to do? All right. If you're just joining us, good morning. Welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab. Today we are talking with Kelly Donahue. She's co-chair of the North Shore Cancer Walk. She's also a Saugus kindergarten teacher and herself a cancer survivor. Uh, we're talking about your personal journey. I want to get back to the conversation. So you find out, okay, I have cancer. Um, tell me what you do next. How do you tell your family and how do you decide your treatment? So I really felt betrayed by my body. I was mad because I felt like I did everything I possibly could. I was, I was in shape. I took good care of myself. So I really didn't want a lot of people to know at first. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents obviously knew. My husband was called immediately. My in-laws and uh, my best girlfriend, Christy Baker, at work. Yeah. And from there, I didn't know how to tell my children. But um, the cancer center set me up and they said they have books to read Mm -hmm. and maybe this is how you should do it. So they said to be as honest as possible. So your kids at that time were very little. Mm -hmm. Okay. So they were three and four. Okay. And I think a lot of it went over my daughter's head. She just didn't know. My son had some questions. Sense of what was happening. Yes. And he asked a bunch of questions and we just, they said, make sure to tell him that it's breast cancer because he's going to see things on the TV or hear things on the radio and make sure that you say that you have breast cancer. And we just tried to be as honest as we could with them, but telling people was difficult for me because I just... Yeah, I know what you mean. It's hard, too, because I think a lot of times, like, we don't want to look like we're vulnerable or feel mm-hmm. like people need to help us necessarily or yes. feel pitied. Yes. And it's like, well, what do I say? I don't want to say it and then have them be like, oh, well, let me... Yeah, I know what you mean. I was always so thankful for the support that I have. Yes. Uh, my parents, my in-laws, my sister Kimberly, my friends, the people that I work with just, like, gathered around to lift me up. But sometimes I felt like if I could just do this by myself, if I did it by myself, then they wouldn't be hurting too. Because I felt like right. not only was I hurting, but they were going through everything with me. Yeah. Just... Yeah. But you know what? It's good when this, the wagons, I always say the wagons circle when yeah. somebody's going through something like this. It's amazing to see. It doesn't matter what people say, what they do. I remember people being like, um, oh, I don't know what to bring you. Like they were trying to bring dinners and stuff. And you're like, yeah. it doesn't matter. What you yeah. remember is that they reached out and that they 
you had a personal connection with the person. It doesn't matter what you bring no. or what you say. Right. But I love those dinners. My friends <laughs> set up these meal train for me and I had this wonderful staff. From Did you the- have a freezer full of lasagna? Oh my goodness. No, because I ate it all. I mean, <laughs> who knew when you were going through chemotherapy, you can gain all this weight. Well, I did. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, they came and took my children out. I yeah, mean, just yeah. little things like that. The cards. I got cards like every single day and eventually I'll make a scrapbook with the cards that I received because yeah. I've kept them. But I mean, I can never say thank you to all those people, but I hope that they you don't can need feel to. in their hearts. That- yeah, you don't need to. Um, tell me about the treatment at the North Shore Cancer Center because I want to talk about the, the North Shore Cancer Center walk that's coming up uh, on June 23rd. But tell me about why you chose North Shore Cancer Center and how they made you feel. Sure. So I had all my surgeries were done in Boston at Mass General in Mm -hmm. Boston. And I met my oncologist in Boston, Dr. Commander. And when I met with her, she said, oh, I go to the North Shore Cancer Center on Thursdays in Danvers. And I was thinking, my gosh, I live in North Reading. Danvers is way easier to get to. Sometimes, you know, when you go into Boston, it can be 20 minutes or an hour and 20 minutes. So I had a million questions for her. I asked her, like, am I going to receive the same type of chemotherapy that I would in in Boston? I'm not going to have to pay for parking. I'm not going to have to go in. Are you sure this is, like, legit? And once she said, yes, definitely, this is what we're going to do. So I had my chemotherapy every other week for 16 weeks in Danvers, and I cannot say enough wonderful things about the people at the North Shore Cancer Center, from the receptionist to the people that held the door for me, to the mm-hmm. doctors, the technicians, the volunteers, that people would bring me warm blankets. I mean, they couldn't have been nicer. Um, they had lunch for us every t- every day that we were there. Yeah. I mean, they were just so kind, and they never made me feel like a patient. I was a person. Right. Yes. I felt the same way. I was also treated there, and I remember... Um, I couldn't walk in through the front door because I felt like a patient when I walked in through the front door and mm-hmm. I had to go through the lobby. So I remember I used to park and go through the side door, which I, it turned out was like an employee entrance. <laughs> and I remember after a few treatments being like, oh, my God, I've been coming in the wrong door, but I have a really hard time going in through the front. And they were like, we don't care if you helicopter in, if you, mm-hmm. you know, drop in by like, yeah, we yeah. don't care if you roll in, fly in, drop in. It's fine. Use whatever door you're comfortable with. And I remember thinking, okay, this is, it's the emotional support yeah. that's so, like, amazing there. Oh, my goodness, yes. And so my husband came with me to every treatment, except my dad came once, right? Um, and, yes, they just are super-duper supportive. Whatever I wanted, needed, I wanted for nothing while I was there. And they right. just make you feel amazing. And they had this beautiful healing garden. The very first time I received treatment, I overlooked the healing garden. And now I have bricks in those healing gardens from raising money from the for the North Shore Cancer Walk. See? So that's like a full circle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So tell me, I heard that you have you have a story about your daughter and what she wanted. Was it on her birthday? I did. Yes. So um, I dreaded losing my hair. I love my hair. I love to braid hair. You have great I hair, by the hair. way. Thank People you. can't see you, but you have thick, beautiful yes, blonde, blonde hair. hair. I yeah. never had to dye my hair. I just loved my hair. I've always loved my hair. And when I heard that I was going to do chemotherapy, this is my course of treatment that I was going to have, I thought immediately, oh my goodness, what about my hair? What am right. I going to do? I would what too, because do? when you're a woman, a lot of times your hair, I mean, yeah. and not you that it defines you, you, but yes, but it's, it's it. noticeable. Yes, yeah. then you look sick. I had a uh, double mastectomy and nobody could tell, you know, that I was sick after I had that because you have clothes on. But when you have no hair, I mean, you look sick. You mm-hmm. look sick. You have no eyebrows, no eyelashes. So... Once again, the North Shore Cancer Center to the rescue. They set me up with this wonderful um, hairdresser that I went to, and they 
had me come in and they took all the different colors of my hair and they made me a wig. So I would wear that wig everywhere I went and it was an unbelievable wig. It was Salon 10 was the name of the hair salon on Newbury Street. And it was amazing. But at home, I didn't wear my wig because it's not super comfortable. And I just wore hats. I went through chemotherapy in the winter. And so I would just wear hats in my house. And were the kids okay with it? Were they confused? Were they startled at all? How did you handle that? They did not want me to wear my wig at all. So to them, I was just mom. And now mom had no hair. So mom is bald now. and I had. But mom is still mom. But mom is mom. That's who mom is. And we had read like um, chemo shock to them. So they knew that I was going to lose my hair. We tried to do all kinds of different things. Um, But my daughter's fourth birthday comes around and I was asking her, what do you want for your birthday? And she says, mommy, you know, what I really want for my birthday is I want you to not wear your wig to my birthday party. I want you to stop wearing your wig. Now, there were some people in North Reading. I, I didn't know. And they had no clue what I was going through. But to all of a sudden take off this long blonde wig and have, I had about like an inch of growth on my head at the time. And so as her birthday came closer, I said, Lily, do you really, is this really, really what you want for your birthday? And she says, yeah, mommy, that's my present I want for my birthday. I want you not to wear your Out wig of a anymore. Four, the mouth of a four-year-old. Mm, yeah. She thought, I just want you to be mom. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she grabbed my face with her chubby little hands. And she said, this is what I really want. And Aww. I said, do you think I look good without, with my, without my wig on? And she oh, you look beautiful. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I took the wig off, and I never wore the wig. Again? So, yeah, again. Because once you take it off, you can't really go back. Yeah, so exactly. So I just stopped wearing it. Yeah. And you owned it. You owned, like, this is what I'm going through, yeah. and I'm going to be okay. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now look at you. You look absolutely gorgeous. Thank you. I just donated my hair last Did you? August. Yes, I said I'll grow it out and donate it. When I originally got the wig, I had them cut all of my hair off and donated it because I figured somebody else could benefit from my loss. Um, That's wonderful. If you're just waking up and tuning in, thanks for listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, and this morning we are talking with Kelly Donahue. She's a five-year breast cancer survivor and tireless volunteer for the North Shore Cancer Walk. She's here to talk about an exciting event coming up in June. Let's get to that. Uh, We've been talking a little bit about um, your career, your personal journey uh, as a cancer survivor. I want to spend some time talking about an event that's coming up that's important to both of us. Mm-hmm. I've been involved with it for many, many years. It's the North Shore Cancer Walk this year. It's on Sunday, June 23rd. I love this event. I love being involved in it. I think I've emceed it now for many, many years anyway. I'm going to be back again this year. And I'm happy because Magic 106.7 is actually a media partner this year. And we've put together a team. So more on that yeah. later. We're actually all going to walk my whole morning show team, and including my producer, Kendra, who's standing <laughs> right across from me. Um, you, along with Steve Austin, you're the co-chairs this year. Tell me a little bit about why you stepped up to volunteer at this level, because being a co-chair, obviously, mm-hmm. is kind of a big deal. It is kind of a big deal. Um, I was honored to be chosen. I started raising money four years ago uh, for the North Shore Cancer Walk, and I, whatever they ask me to do. I will do because I feel like it's my way of giving back to the facility that I believe saved my life. So if they think that I'd be a good choice for the co-chair, then I'm going to be that best co-chair you can have. So I just feel like I will give back to them anytime, anyway that I possibly can. So let's talk a little bit about the logistics of the event for people who might want to join us. Let's do a quick rundown of what will happen and when. So it's June 23rd. Uh, It's a Sunday morning. The start The walk starts and ends at Salem Willows Park in Salem, Massachusetts, which, by the way, if people don't know Salem, 
Willows Park is beautiful. It's gorgeous. It's and so such many fun nice, things to do there. Yeah, yes. so many fun things. And what I like about the walk is every year when I go, it's such a fun uplifting family event you see all the team shirts everybody has team shirts with like really creative sayings and Mm -hmm. slogans on them some people are walking in honor and memory of somebody in support of somebody and you see people with their strollers and with their dogs and there's booths everywhere and there's music it's a very hopeful festive event it is and my children love it when we first started out they were in strollers and now they can walk the event but they love to go there because they get their face painted there's balloon artists there i mean there's like free donuts usually or something like that who doesn't love free things yeah (laughs) exactly exactly Mm -hmm. so talk a little bit about um registration i believe that starts at 7 30 warm up at 8 give us a quick rundown so registration volunteer sponsored team photos and uh, walk tents open at Salem Willows Park at 7.30. There'll be a welcome and warm-up at 8 o'clock. The walk starts at 8.30. Okay. Um, it's great because people can come down, like we said, um, do the walk for a great cause. And then my friends stay at Salem Willows, and they stayed there for, like, the majority of the day afterwards. Yeah. It's super fun. Well, that's the thing. If it's a nice mm-hmm. day, even I've seen when it's not a nice day, people will kind of hang out and make at least a morning of it. And right. it's just a great way to kind of do something that's a great way to to – uh, raise money for a charity, but also just to have some like good old fashioned family time, yeah, which we don't get yes, anymore. Yes. Like put away the phones and mm-hmm. the video games, and let's just let's just do this. Um, talk a little bit about where the money from the walk goes. Okay, so funds raised from the walk will be used to provide support to oncology services on the North Shore Medical Center's Salem campus, as well as clinical trials, wellness care, and other oncology oncology services at the Mass General North Shore Cancer Center in Danvers. In the past, walk contributions have supported capital improvements, equipment purchases, clinical trials, wellness services to help alleviate pain, nausea, as well as supportive care programs for patients and their families. That's awesome. And I love that all the money is staying right here. Right locally mm-hmm. and you know we we forget how lucky we are to have a world-class cancer center in our backyard right you know not having to go into boston i mean going into boston is great too mm-hmm. but you know if you're more comfortable without the long ride or you're having any kind of um you know treatment issues it's kind of nice to have something that you can go to and the parking's easy and the staff is great and you know that you're still getting the same quality of care care Mm -hmm. that you'd get in boston and we've got the best medical teams in the world here in boston medical mecca yeah Yeah. you can't be in a better place which is the good news parking is it free parking um, great question. There is a free parking lot at okay. the nearby Shetland Properties. All walkers are encouraged to take the provide shuttles from Shetland Properties. There's no public parking at Salem Willows Park. Yeah. But I know, too, what I like about it is it's a 10K walk, which is like six miles. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. But you can walk part of that. Yeah, I mean, the walk part is symbolic. Mm-hmm. It's really about just coming together for a common cause. So it doesn't matter. And I think they have shuttle buses that'll pick you up if you get tired. Um, my Morning Magic, we have a, a walk team and they're making fun of me saying I'm going to need to be like pulled in a little red wagon, which <laughs> I will not. I'm going to walk it. But we have a team as well. We have a team we called ourselves the Magic Makers. Ooh, and so if people listening want to join our team, we you can do that. You can just go to our website, magic1067.com or our Magic uh, Morning Magic Facebook page. We have a link mm-hmm. so that they can donate or join our team. 
So it's pretty exciting. I want to talk because we're running out of money about how people can register because I know that they can, you can just donate if you're not available that day. You can go online and donate to the cause. But if they actually want to step up a little bit, get a team together, what can they do? Um, It's easy. You just go to the NorthShoreCancerWalk.org to register. Then you can form a team. You can join an existing team or you can create your own customized online and you can create your own customized online donation page. Or you can just donate to somebody that's already I was going to say, or an existing team, just get behind somebody like like maybe the magic makers. I mean, you know, we need all the help we can get. (laughs) And I am going to be there and I am going to walk. Um, It's such a fun event. So we're already out of time. So happy to have you on the show today. I'm so glad that you're doing well. You're healthy. You look fantastic. And you're doing really good work. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. I want to thank Kelly Donahue, co-chair of the 2019 North Shore Cancer Walk. Your work with the North Shore Cancer Center is truly making a difference. It has been my pleasure to have you as my guest today on Exceptional Women. I'm Sue Tab. I want to thank all of you at home for listening to Exceptional Women as well on Magic 106.7. We talk to all kinds of women. We talk to CEOs and authors and celebrities, but we also love to find the people who are just quietly making a difference. Teens, neighbors, co-workers. Being exceptional is having an inspirational story or a mission or even just a dream let us know if you know someone like that email us go to magic 1067.com and click on exceptional women and then join me and my producer kendra petroni every sunday morning at 7 30 thanks for listening and enjoy your sunday